It's as if my life had been laid out by the divine. While divine in specificity, the tiles on which my meandering voyages were traveled were laid by the putrid, plagued hand of pestilence. The road that would wind at times to a dizzying degree had nevertheless been as focused as one pathway can expect to be. As the neglected thoroughfare greedily strips the soul out of every intentional, purposeful stride, I smile. The pain only elevates the satisfaction of reaching the design that has been predestined for the singular, glorious I. The crawling, neighing nag whose constant resident deep within me reassures that I, unlike any other, have the graceful gift of the anointed transcendent. Carefully and lovingly placed among the wretched, unclean filth understood to be the masses. The sheep of my own flock to shepherd as I and I alone see fit. The celestial and holy have but one purpose. This animus, an inalienable right, not some paltry gift. The will of my father manifested as my own. Stay my actions, my voice, my hand. If what I have wrought is a deviation from the mind of the very maker himself, let the exuberant thrill of my choice, my action, my voice, my hand, my will wash over you as if it were a calming wave, a mother's sweet, sad song to reassure you that the night soon will end, that the power and glory is intended to be witnessed by all. So if you will, accompany me along the pathway to the shining light. There is a seat reserved for all, but mine alone allows the tender embrace of the right hand of God. Angelic and demonic sight, one and the same, will cower in fear and reverence of the might of the one true Lord and Savior. Everyone, in between, before, and after alike. Aliens, animals, uh, what else do we, what else is there? I don't think there's anything I mean, else there's, that has listening kinda, capabilities. Just flora and fauna, you know? I mean, I guess, you know, yeah, they can listen. Alright, plants too, yeah, fuck it. Plants are people too. And they are welcome to join the fun with us tonight. They are welcome to join us for another Yep, it's still gonna be about crazy shit episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. Indeed, indeed, the UFOs, the conspiracies, uh, and the Moidas. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, I got some uh, some super neat news for you. Oh, and Lord. For our listeners out there in listening land. Is it going to smell funny this time? It smells funny every time, Chris. Oh, okay then. We, right after the release of episode number 48, 
got our very first listener email. What? Episode 48. 48 motherfucking episodes. (laughs) You know why? Is because neither of us are attractive ladies. That's true. That does make a difference, and uh, yeah, that is a fact. Also, we're attractive ladies. We would be flooded with emails, with wedding proposals, and with dick pics. Well, but as of now, we are only flooded with one of those three things. (laughs) Which one? We'll leave that up to you, kids, to ponder. You'll never know. You'll never know because you'll never ask us, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I will say uh, thank you very much to Monique from Edmonton, Alberta, which, oddly enough, is where I spent so much time in Canada myself. I do not know this chick, and uh, as far as I know, we don't know any of the same people. So it's just kind of a weird coincidence I mean, that she, uh, who also goes by the name Monk, uh, happened to hit us up and said, you know, just to, to chime in and, and say that she enjoyed the show and to keep it up and everything. Thanks, and Monk. And also uh, is originally from, uh, or is half French Canadian. Oh. So we have quite the moral conundrum here because <laughs> we got some stuff obvious, to talk about though <laughs> she's obviously a fan she is obviously someone that enjoys what we do but she is also obviously at least a little bit french canadian and i think we all know fuck the french canadian we're struggling fuck with you this. french canada we really are fuck you french canada <laughs> Fuck you, French Canada. <laughs> fucking mushy mouth. Fucking. But we'll we'll let it slide this one time. Just don't let it happen again. Well, I mean, she can let it happen again. We we'll we'll give her the pass. So far, mm-hmm. so far, she's mm-hmm. the one. But we appreciate you, indeed. And uh, please, uh, more of the same, everyone. Uh, now that now that. I've had that first rush. Man, it's it's going to be hard to live without it now. It's so sweet. hit us up at snhnsnpod at gmail.com or at see no, hear no, speak no pod at gmail.com and give me the drug that I need to survive the doldrums of not having the drug. Give him a dose. He needs a dose. Just one fix. I need the emails, man. <laughs> I'll suck your dick. If you guys knew how busy this motherfucker was every day, all day, with just... Goddamn, every time I talk to him, he's saying something new that he's doing that, like, I wouldn't fucking do. <laughs> or, or have never done. And uh, There's so much life happening right now God, in my life. This fucking guy. That... That it's it's crazy, and it's, uh, of course, it's not all this show. I have lots going on, but I'd, a lot of a, a lot of my time, especially most of my free time, is uh, is focused on bringing you people this show that 
uh, we know for sure at least one person out there yep. enjoys. <laughs> and actually, yeah, so in light of all that, it would really be probably easier for me to read the damn emails and him never to get his drug. But uh, he's greedy. Mm. So I always get hand-me-down drugs and fucking sloppy well, second. I mean, you you do have the information that allows you... <laughs> to access these email accounts you have you have oh. this i'm not it's not some closely guarded i am a huge phallus that- though we know this that is why <laughs> i do not do these things if you ask if, if you asked me to i would do it but i figure you're so much more attentive that you know when whenever i get the email pop-ups and shit i don't even ask you anymore it's like oh yeah yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure by this time you just kind of figure that if it's something that I, that you should know about, that I'll right. tell you about it, and that that's basically what it is. So and and so that's all. That's all good. That's all good. We will always have time for listener Indeed. emails, uh, even if you're not a fan. If you hate us, which I don't know why you'd be listening, uh, if you hated us. Although it's it's like um, you know I I hate watch some stuff sometimes. Well, it wouldn't be it's, the uh, internet if people didn't uh, like prove that that was a thing. Hate watching and taking the time out of their day and the energy to type hate mail just for <laughs> just mm-hmm. to piss somebody off or to make somebody feel like shit. Like it really that that is the, the internet has proven just how awful people can be for no good reason at all. But in this case, like, I mean, yeah, we'll take it. Fuck you guys. Yeah, Bring indeed. It. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still, I mean, uh, don't don't be like, oh, well, they got their email. So, you know, I don't have to worry about sending that one I've been writing for no, three dude, months now. I'm struggling no, man, Finish sometimes. that email. Send it to yeah. us. If, if not it. for we, any we other reason, it. like for maybe, you know, whatever show suggestions or something, if there's a story you want to hear. I, I, sometimes I am Absolutely. struggling over here to come up with an idea, even though there are thousands of good mm. fucking stories out there. I just can't decide. I'm, I am the most indecisive motherfucker on the planet. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad thing, you know, to... Ex- exactly. I mean, there. we there are... There's enough crazy weird wild uh scary shit out there to have a lifetime worth of of episodes of this show but we only know so much ourselves and only find out so much ourselves i'm sure that there are some of you out there that have these stories in your head uh that you know it's this fucking crazy shit that only I've heard about mm-hmm. for some reason and and well, give us that give us that and we'll do the research on it too and we will do especially an if it's it. a and story uh, specifically about a circus disappearing yes please <laughs> uh, if there is a story out there and and technically uh, just you know uh, there has to be the 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 chances from there has to have had this thing happen to know there's no way because how could there because that's crazy it's it's got to be on the this has to have happened part of the spectrum which is has there ever been a circus to disappear 
We don't know what kind of disappear. Just I, no. Just did it <coughs> explode and no one could find anything? Did was it like Roanoke where they were there one one winter and then somebody Hoops came key. and then they were gone? We want to know where the disappearing circus went. Why? How? And were the elephants Inquiring well minds. treated? How did you cover up the poop smell? How did that happen? Hmm. How did Indeed. you cover up the poop, period? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> so anyway, that email address again is pod at gmail.com and or see no hear no speak no pod at gmail.com the first one was a, a delight and i barely barely cursed her out and made her feel bad but you know them's the dice you rolls That's true. when you talk to us we are a very loving bunch while hating every single person place and thing on this planet nothing means anything it's all pointless and anything that means nothing is all the point exactly we need well said sir well said. speaking of speaking of this being episode 40 motherfucking nine of this beautiful wonderful show that we have here chris uh is the episode number dos, number two, number two, of Mr. Albert Fish, the gray man, the werewolf of Wisteria, the moon motherfucking the moon maniac. maniac. That one really is growing on but me. Before, but before we jump in <clears throat> to today's festivities, uh, give the people a, li- a little bit of a, a recap of maybe what they, they missed last week if they, if they happened to not listen. Shit was crazy and gross. Back to you, Jason. All right, that was uh, that was probably as good as uh, that's about as good as it gets. It's about as good as it gets. Hey, so yeah, this I'm a week, man of few words sometimes. Other times, I'm a man of flatulence. Or mm. sometimes I consider those words too. It's quite the statement. I mean, it's a statement, but is a statement necessarily a sentence? Mm-hmm. No, so to be. one word can make the full this statement. Week, we're going to talk about how this thing called Albert Fish, uh, how he became this thing that we all call Albert Fish, because that's not just a I woke up one day and I was cutting apart little girls to eat them, and uh, to and promised their parents that I didn't fuck them, even though I totally could have, Oof. you know, because wow. there's, it, you don't, you're not just a normal happy-go-lucky, leave-it-to-fucking-beave type character, and then the next day, raping multiple children and murdering, it just doesn't, there, <laughs> there have to be catalysts, there have to be, there's got to be Man. the first domino that was pushed over for this to happen, so... That 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 was that was oh, that was that was like, 
here's my analogy for what just happened okay uh our intro was like you know the barbecue at a child's birthday party you know or or like the pizza at a child's birthday party where everybody's happy to see it and then when we jump into the show the old man gets naked and hops into the pool uh and into the fucking kiddie pool like that's what just happened like uh, (laughs) it was just like okay back to the show fucking eating kids Mm could have fucked them yep oh well didn't happen this time. It's not only the old man uh, that has had too much to drink that is now naked in the children's pool at at a child's barbecue God. birthday party. He has since defecated in the pool and is screaming at and blaming the dog for it. Oh, flies. So, Albert motherfucking fish. What a... Was born shit. in Washington, D.C. on May 19th, 1870. This motherfucker. He was born to Randall and Ellen Fish. They, uh, as far as I can tell with my with all of my research, um, I mean, I'm not 100% on this, I'm, but I'm almost positive that they weren't actual fish. I could be wrong. I could be hmm. wrong, though. Uh... Yeah, I mean the the whole animal brain thing he's got going on is uh, it leaves it it leaves it open for question. Well, I hear that's why that he uh, he couldn't remember things longer than eight seconds. Oh, yeah, God, what, eight, what an awful existence! Eight that seconds would really at a be. time. So, uh, his dad was an American and uh, of English ancestry, and his mom was Scot Scotch Irish. Um, his dad get this, was 43 years older than his mother. Whoa, now. And 75 years old at the time of Albert's birth. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Old man had coin, didn't he? Old man had uh, a coin left in his coin purse somehow. Um, Jesus. Meaning he still somehow had working semen in his his uh, his sack em up bags. Um, I bet I, I bet she was sold to him as a child. I bet. I I wouldn't really uh, put that past American society at the time for sure. And she was forty three years. Okay, so she wasn't a child. No, but. no, no, no. She wasn't forty three years old. No, no, he was 75, and she was 43 years younger than he yes, was. Yes, which means... So she was still in her 30s. She was 32 at the time, yes. Yeah. but yeah, So she could make her own decisions. But Albert was the youngest of uh, of all of his siblings, uh, and he had three living siblings. Um, so Walter, hmm. Annie, and Edwin were his living siblings. So Albert wished to be known as Albert after one of his dead siblings and so that he could escape the nickname that had been given to him at an orphanage that he spent a lot of time of his childhood in. Uh, This nickname was Ham and Eggs. (laughs) How does one get such a nickname? I'd love to let you know that, Um, but I'm not gonna. Well, I guess we all stay in the dark then. So his family had a history of mental illness, which isn't 
quite the surprise if you've listened to the first episode. His uncle suffered from mania. A uh, brother was... <laughs> That's a pretty broad <laughs> it is. term. Hey, you seem a bit... Crazy, yeah that that is like that's literally like. It's just like saying you're sick. It's 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 it's, it's literally uh, saying that you suffer from crazy. Yeah, and that's the medical term. Is you are you your your actual affliction is that you're crazy. All right, bye. So. Uh, his brother uh, was confined to a state mental hospital. His sister was diagnosed with mental affliction. And wow. <laughs> these this are very broad thousand. terms that this family uh, has. And then three other relatives had been diagnosed with different mental illnesses. And his oh. mom had oral and or Jesus. visual Jesus. hallucinations. Like schizophrenia type? Mm-hmm. Wow. It it sounds that way, yeah. But this was, you know, back in the 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 mid eighteen eighteen hundreds. So it's, you know, it definitely not as well defined as it is today, wow. or even really See, could have been back then. Now, now, uh, his does dad that was like, mm-hmm. go ahead. in your opinion, would that go on to, uh, to okay? Um, I'm wondering, does that show? just how still just how rare it is for someone to go on and do the things he did you know because most of the people that we talk about they don't have like that kind of family history like shitty childhoods and being beaten and neglected and blah 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 but not like a full range of mental illness in his entire immediate family right right this is like the the roots of the family tree are right. just just mental illness, and then every, everything else is sprouting from and off of it. And, and I and I, I get that. And no, I you know I don't think we're gonna see many more uh, people like no. that or no. or lineages I've never heard like of that. Anything really, like that. Uh, not not that I yeah, exactly not that I can think of. Uh, you'll you'll of course hear that maybe somebody's mom or dad was schizophrenic and then they went off to to be fucking crazy as well and things but this is quite <laughs> this is quite the family history of, of mental illness so so with all that mental illness though i mean and him being the only one that went on to do something so horrendous does does that still show like a rarity in that sort of behavior being that okay you could you could come from a family of total torture and never grow up to kill people you could come from a family of straight jungle savages and never grow up to kill people or fully full mental mentally ill in every way possible the broadest of ways um and still never go on to kill people like it seems when you say things like like it seems exceedingly rare now than it like more rare than it was before yeah to me. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I and I, I agree. It's um chaos. What's the world going to do with with you? Um who knows. Who knows. Let's the only way that anybody'll ever know is by recounting your story after you're long gone. Pretty much this is what we got. So, 
His dad was a riverboat captain, and by 1870, uh, he was a fertilizer manufacturer. Was he highfalutin? He uh, he was a, a a captain of a riverboat, and then he made poop. Awesome. I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, who isn't a fertilizer manufacturer these days? <laughs> So his dad died in 1875 at the 6th Street Station of the Pennsylvania Railroad in Washington, D.C. of a heart attack. Um, The Congressional Cemetery records show that Randall died on October 16th, 1875, and was buried on October 19th. So he got a good three days there. He's like 106. So his mom put uh, fish into... St. John's Orphanage in Washington where he was abused. Um, you don't say. But not only is this where his, his, his abuse started, this is also where he found out that he kind of really enjoyed physical pain. Um, did he though? Yeah. Yeah, he, he actually did. He, he genuinely did. Uh, of his time there, he, he would later say, I was there till I was nearly nine, and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. So, by 1880, his mom had a government job and got him back from the orphanage. Um, it, in 1882, at age 12, he began a relationship with a telegraph boy. Uh... This telegraph boy introduced fish to such practices as uh, urolangia, or uh, wait, urolangina. No, how would we say U R O L A G N I A? Urolagnia. Yeah, urolagnia. It's the drinking of urine, and and coprophagia, which is the eating of feces. Wow, that little telegraph boy was nasty as hell. Yeah, and he got a young 12-year-old Albert Fish into drinking piss and and eating shit. How in the fuck do you bring that up in conversation? Uh, probably with a, a wink and a nudge, and then you see where it goes, I guess. Well, that kid was bold. Yes, bold. At nine years old? Oh, no, you said 12, huh? Uh, 12, yes. What Still, the fucking shit? <laughs> yeah, bold. Like the bold flavor of a camel cigarette. <laughs> so so he cool. began he began visiting uh, public, public baths where he could watch other boys undress, and uh, he would spend a lot of his free time on these visits. While he was snacking on his own turds. Now, I don't remember saying that he ate his own poop. Well, you said he he introduced him to it, and he... I said that he ate poop. I didn't say that he ate his own poop. Who eats their own poop, you fucking sicko? Oh, so they were trading duties? I don't know. Maybe they were stealing duties from somewhere else. Right Twix, left Twix? Yes, it is exactly like right twix, left twix. I'm glad that you brought that up because that is the next sentence in this. All right, cool. I must be getting psychic or becoming psychic. So, 
So we'll skip that sentence since we already know what it says. (laughs) And we'll say uh, that he often throughout his life uh, would write obscene letters to women whose names he acquired from classifieds um, and matrimonial agencies, which to me is just fun. That's just this guy was a jokester. He was a jokester. He had a he had a little uh, he had a little carrot top in him, <laughs> you know. And by that I mean he had uh, just the the top of a carrot sticking out of his bum because the rest of the carrot was all the way in there. Usually. I was gonna say he had a funny bone mm. in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get so to by, that by though. Eight... <laughs> so by 1890. Uh, Fish had finally arrived in New York City, and uh, and he said, you know, if I can make it there, I can make it uh, raping and killing lots of children. Man, what ambition. Mm-hmm. New York, New York. It's up to you. I mean, I don't ever want to give praise to any of these people, but I think I just realized that I'm... I, I tend to admire their ambition <laughs> at, le- at least out loud on this show I, t- I think I've said every time in the last few killers that we've talked about well you gotta admire the yeah, <laughs> amount of dedication well, he put le- into it <laughs> I love the fact that you're like well you know well at least uh, in front of uh, the, the ears of countless strangers <laughs> that I will never know, and um, so yeah, that would be the best place for me, I guess, to to really admire these horrible psychopaths that have done these terrible things. That's me, um, gray area, residing, uh, silver I don't, lining. I don't think, I don't think that's a gray area, Chris. I think it's pretty. Uh, that's 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 neon, fucking pink, <laughs> neon pink. That's what that area? I find silver lining. In. You know, that's. I mean, <sighs> well. In 1890, when he uh, came to New York, is when he became a, uh, a prostitute. <laughs> and it is also, though, when he first started his raping of young boys. Just when you think you know a guy. Just when you think you know a guy. Bam! Boy rape. Um, so in 1898, uh, his mom arranged a marriage for him with Anna Mary Hoffman, who <laughs> was jammer. not... Hold on. Can you stop that, please? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. She has something to say. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. My door's locked and I can't get up. You are now enjoying on. another exciting episode of... <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, can you open the door so you can let Sabbath in, please? Yes, in here. My mom is jiggling the my mom is jiggling the door handle, saying he wants to get in here, and the other dogs are barking, and I'm recording the show. Oh, man, and it wouldn't be us. I'm sorry you were sleeping. It wouldn't be us. It wouldn't be us without at least one of these happening each time. <laughs> Oh, man. Tell my mom I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. Come on, Sabbath. We heart your cheeks. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm. (laughs) 
His mom had arranged a marriage for him with Anima... Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> this is German chick. We got it. Moving with, on. With Anna Mary Hoffman. <laughs> uh, she was nine years younger than he was at the time. They ended up, even though he was a male prostitute that spent most of his time raping oh, young yeah. boys, ha- having six fucking children. Six. What? In that? And their names are as followed. Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry Fish. Man. Uh, Throughout uh, 1898, he worked as a house painter, uh, which he said made it easier for his uh, side business, (laughs) if you will, of... Uh, molesting young children, mostly boys younger than the age of six. Uh, it's just, it's just, he was at a different place all the time. A lot of times, uh, you know, not being closely monitored by whoever. He was his own boss. He could uh, paint, rape, and run. <sighs> he later recounted an incident which, uh, where, well, a male lover took him to a waxworks museum where Fish was fascinated by a uh, a bisection of a wait, penis. Wait, wait, wait. This guy was like a stamp collector? Yes. Like he was he a stamp collector. Like he loved male, huh? That <laughs> completely unrelated went to a waxworks museum. To look at bisected penises. I mean... I don't think it was, like, uh, full of just that. Because that would be an interesting museum. Yes. It's just bisected penises and stamps. <laughs> well. Stamps from across really the globe. There's something for everybody out there, isn't there? I expect not. Um, and then, so, after uh, little Mr. Fish sees this... Uh, wax work of a bisection of a penis, he becomes absolutely fucking obsessed with sexual mutilation. Yes. In 1903, he was arrested for grand larceny and was subsequently sentenced to incarceration in Sing Sing. Um, And the reason I'm kind of playing... Larceny is, is, is theft but on a, it's like uh, a business of like a federal That's scale. Like it's a, it's a federal crime is like, so it's not like yeah. theft from direct robbery. It's more like <clears throat> theft, like, like, uh, like, like, uh, yeah, like stocks and shit like that. Or like fucking, um, uh, look, uh, well, I'll tell you. Grand larceny is typically defined as larceny of a more significant amount in property. In the U.S., it's often defined as an amount valued at $400 or more. In New York, grand larceny refers to amounts of $1,000 or more. Um, it's often classified as a felony with the uh, concomitants possibly of a harsher sentence. In Virginia, the threshold is only $5 if taken from a person or 500 if not taken from person what uh, so it's just the same theft in general the same as long penalty as it's applies for stealing checks as for cash or other valuable 
valuables. Some states, such as North Carolina, use the term felonious larceny instead of grand <laughs> larceny. Well, that's fine. Hmm. That's weird. So, yeah, so larceny is just theft. And then grand larceny is the basically the uh, the felonious level of uh, of larceny. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and which, <clears throat> one of my favorite things ever is uh, on Futurama where uh, they had to come up with a new... <clears throat> a new crime for, for describing what Bender had, had been doing, which was, uh, Berga Larson Larceny. <laughs> I just, I just always really loved Bergel Arson Larceny. <laughs> That's awesome. Show at around 1910. Oh, like I was saying, the reason I'm, I'm playing kind of fast and loose with this stage of his life is it's just the, uh, the bit of a little bit of the buildup to where we are going with uh with with mr fish okay like i'm not trying to uh you know under underplay any of his uh, horribleness i get you know do you chris i did no, but but really though do you uh, enough that i'm agreeing with you Around 1910, while he was working in Wilmington, uh, which is in Delaware, he met a 19-year-old dude named Thomas Kedden. He took Kedden to where he was staying, and the two began a sadomasochistic relationship, um, which means, um, ouch, ooh. Okay, now you. Okay, ouch, ooh. Okay, okay, now you. Ouch, ooh. All the while being married with six kids... Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. And somehow still finding the time to fucking paint houses. Hell of an efficient use of time. Mm-hmm. God damn. Well, when you love what you do. <laughs> See, there are no excuses for laziness, people. Mm-hmm. Other than I just didn't want to do anything. I mean, that's, that's the right. only excuse. Yeah, if you can't, like, if you're a house painter... And, you know, you go out and you paint a house and then you get home at night and your wife's like, oh, I could really use a foot rub. And you're like, I've been painting houses all day. Just remember that this guy went out and painted houses all day while he was molesting children while doing it. And then still had the energy when he got home to have a sadomasochistic relationship with a 19-year-old man. Sounds exhausting. You could just be doing so much more with your life is what I'm saying. Indeed. So it's still, it's not completely clear whether or not Fish forced Thomas into this relationship and doing these things. Um, But in Fish's later confessions, he does imply that uh, Kedden was uh, intellectually disabled. Yeah. Wow. after about 10 days uh, of this relationship, Fish took Kedden to an old farmhouse where he began to torture him. The The torture took place over two weeks. Whoa. And uh, Fish eventually tied him up and cut off half of his penis. Holy shit. Fish says, uh, I shall never forget his scream or the look that he gave me. Fish had later recalled he originally intended to kill him and cut up his body and take it home, 
but he was afraid that uh, the hot weather would draw attention to him. So instead of doing that, he poured peroxide over the wound. He wrapped it in a Vaseline-covered handkerchief. He left a $10 bill and kissed him goodbye and left. Wow. And Holy shit. Of this he said, I took the first train I could to get back home. Never heard of what became of him. Or tried to find out. Huh. So, let that be a lesson, people into sadomasochism. Maybe, just one day, you'll be taken to a farm and half of your penis cut off covered in peroxide and a Vaseline-covered handkerchief and you'll be left with a $10 bill and a kiss. I really hope that never happens. I mean... Ten dollars isn't even enough for the Uber to the hospital anymore. So. And even if it were, it's not like you can give the Uber driver a ten. Exactly. See. Ugh. I mean, you can hand him that so piece in, of your dick that's now severed, but I don't think he'll take that. But as then you're gonna either. need that so he can put it back exactly. anyway. So in January of 1917, Fish's life, wife. Left him for John Straw, huh? a handyman, a handyman who boarded with the Fish family. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, this guy that used to stay with them. Bitch. I know, right, Straub? You sneaky bitch. Hmm. Fuck. So Fish then had to raise his children as a single parent. So brave. Such a brave, brave man. He's been through so much. I mean, and in that like in that, that time period too, that that mm-hmm. was <coughs> excuse me, that was some pioneering shit right there. Oh yeah, a single father of six fucking Man, kids, absolutely. Just didn't happen. And I mean, just just think about it, dude. Like, not only did his wife just leave him for a handyman friend who boarded with them and everything, and you know he, he's now taking care of these six kids all on his own, but. He also lost $10 because he cut that fucking dude's half his penis off. And I mean, like, you know, now he's like, man, I could really use that $10 to feed my kids. I I can't believe what I've been going through. You just, times are hard is what I'm saying. Can I? Only, uh, well, really only about half as hard as they used to be. Uh. (laughs) Oh, well. Mm-hmm. It's never it's too terrible. soon on our show, but man, nope, that was borderline. No. Often, <laughs> often it's much too late, but not yeah. that time. Um, so when his wife left him, she took almost everything that they owned. Um, so this is when Fish starts to really have you know he, he starts coming into his own as far as his own mental breakdown he starts having auditory hallucinations um he once wrapped himself up in a carpet saying that he was following the instructions of john the apostle see now this Um, all sounds like schizophrenia for real well it might sound like schizophrenia for real because it's probably schizophrenia for real so many things that that Uh, So many weird, like, little triggers in the brain that could just 
really make a person a whole different kind of human <laughs> that yeah and, and that and that's the thing is that uh as something as uh, like severe schizophrenia it will effectively erase the person that you were and 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 put in a uh, a strange approximation right of what you are it's like you're now. a madlib now <laughs> yeah it's like you're the, like the the foundation of <coughs> of you is there but now instead of being built out of like a you know a, a house framing boards and things like that it's uh old gum and and fucking and, and lollipop sticks and and spit and like tied together maybe with uh some that like hair and and Oof. spit yeah and, uh, that's an apt description i believe <clears throat> so it still looks like you but it's it's fundamentally not <laughs> it's scary um not. so it's al- also about this time that he began to indulge in self-harm he would uh he would embed needles into his groin and his abdomen uh one of my favorite 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 pictures of all of true crime is the x-ray that they took after his arrest which reveals that he had at least at least 29 needles lodged in his You've pelvic got region to post that too which oh, I will. Which he he put there so that he would feel this intense pain every time he sat down. Now these needles were in him for quite small. some time. Like he didn't he didn't stick them inside himself and take them out or or prick himself with them and no, go, no. "Ooh, what a rush!" No. They were embedded yeah, deep you, you used inside. That word pretty specifically for a reason. <laughs> mm. Fuck. Ouch. Um, he would also hit himself repeatedly with a nail-studded paddle, and he would insert wool that is doused with lighter fluid into his butthole and light it, light it what up. What in the fuck does that? How? And the. Uh, but uh, god damn it so while it's uh he was never actually thought to have uh physically abused or attacked in any way his children um he did encourage them and their friends to paddle his butt with the same nail studded paddle he used to abuse himself um uh, de- developing an obsession with cannibalism and, uh, you know, pre- often preparing himself dinner that was just raw meat and sometimes even serving that to his kids. Um, which is yeah, fucked, is, you know? Uh, this is, like, everything about this guy is to the weirdest extreme possible. Yeah, and and exactly, exactly. It is, it's 
well, other people are weird too. Other people but have he done weird shit. It around in but front of people as if it's he, normal. Uh, yeah. Oh no, he 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 wears it around his his neck like he's fucking Flavor Flav and it's a clock. Yeah. Not only do not only does he want people to know that that he knows what time it is. <laughs> it's time to but get that Bill. He's got the baddest ass fucking way of knowing what fucking time it is. <sighs> and that's kind of the scariest fucking thing about him. Um, so around 1919, he stabs an intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown, um, which uh, means he, he goddamn stabbed a special yeah, needs child. He's got a thing for them. Yeah, because he he would he would choose people who were either mentally handicapped, or and this is his logic. I nowhere nowhere does the logic or views of Albert Fish <laughs> fucking in any way <laughs> represent the views held by hear no speak no hear no see no speak no. I, I'm this is how bad this next sentence is. Um, yeah, we don't think these things i'm reading what he thought um so he would choose people who were either mentally handicapped or uh african-american as his victims um explaining that these people just wouldn't be missed wow Hmm. he he would uh he would also claim uh to occasionally pay boys to find him other children man so, he would torture, mutilate, and murder young kids with his implements, implements of hell, which were a meat cleaver, a butcher's knife, and a small handsaw, which that's what we were talking about earlier, Chris, that when I couldn't remember what he called his little, right. his little collection of, of goodies, which just oh, his God implements of hell. He's got he's 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 got so, like and and being that it was before all of our modern well known killers is is why you can say that he mm-hmm. basically is one of the, the <clears throat> milestones. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of famous killers for what they've done, but this guy, this guy's on a whole nother planet from the rest of them and he has he does things that some of them have also done that i mean if you didn't know his story you could say okay well he used kids to get other kids well that's a dean coral sort of thing or you know this or that Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. he did it first well the thing about albert fish i think that really separates him from every other horrible fucking psychopathic killer out there is that even like uh even Chikatilo who had a crazy kill count or mm-hmm. or um or Moses Sithole who fucking killed a uh, 100 <laughs> in a year they were still just sicko murderers Albert Fish is a horror movie monster. That's the big, big difference between him and any other psychopath killer. 
is that Albert Fish is absolutely 100% uh, an actual monster. He is, it's like the shit that he fucking did is a horror writer sitting down and saying to themselves, what's the fucking worst thing that I could come up with for my monster to do? How can I... How can I get people afraid of him as soon as possible? That is Albert Fish, but Albert Fish was a man that actually lived on the earth that we are sitting in and talking on and listening to. Yeah, indeed, especially for his his time. (laughs) This guy's DNA is Mm. out there. (laughs) Six fucking kids, dude. That's just crazy. But on, uh, so, on uh, July 11th, 1924, Fish had found eight-year-old Beatrice Keel playing alone on her parents' Staten Island farm. He offered her money to come and help him look for, uh, for rhubarb, you know, because what do kids like more than playing or anything else ever is, rhubarb's uh, purple. It's is not rhubarb. That, it's just a ploy. That is how you get <laughs> kids to behave. Yeah. That is how you get them excited for something. It's not, hey, we're going to Disneyland and then you bring them to the dentist. No, it's, hey, <laughs> we're going to fucking go look for some rhubarb. And then you you choke them to death and do terrible things to their bodies. I thought it was going to be fun. She was about to leave the farm... She was about to leave the farm when her mom chased Fish away, uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, with a broom, shovel, uh, saying, You get out of here! No! You, you, you get out of here! I don't want you around here! And just just swinging that broom. Just so did he just right walk up to this little girl in her mustache. yard or something, playing in her yard, and try to fucking walk away with her? Good God. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Is, is Fish was so confident in the fact that whatever he was doing like he was just going to do it cuz there was nothing wrong with it to him so was it confidence though or was it like because you know when you think of confidence with these killers it's usually like the brazen uh uh fucking killer that that has that's that confidence that there's no way I could be caught. But to me, it doesn't sound like he's thinking about being caught. So it wouldn't be confidence. Mm-mm. It would just be... Everyday life? Yeah. Like, I have yeah. no no concept of right. consequence. Yeah. No, it, it's... it's. I mean, I've we've used uh, examples like this before or whatever, but it would be like me going down to the store for a quart of milk or a gallon of milk, whatever, fucking... You know, I'm just going to go down to the store and, and buy some milk. Well, Fish is like, well, I'm just going to go and tell this girl uh, I need help looking for rhubarb. All right. And wow. that's, I think that is the same mentality behind each, which is crazy. Because uh, usually when I go to buy milk, I don't strangle it to death and rape it. Indeed. Usually. <sighs> well. That's not to say it doesn't happen. <laughs> So, here's the best part, is Fish braving another attack by Broom. 
he left, but he, he later came back to their barn where he tried to sleep, but he was then discovered by Hans Kiel, uh, who was uh, Beatrice's father, and forced to leave. So he came back, and if not found, uh, Beatrice was probably going to be in some fucking trouble. Rather lenient uh, parents. Well, I mean, as far as they know, it's just some transient fucking trying to, you know, get a, a roof over his head for the night kind of deal, you know? It was different times back then. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, it was during uh, the, the year of 1924 that the now 54-year-old fish um, was really in the full swing of his psychosis, and he felt that God was commanding him to torture and sexually mutilate children. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, shortly before his abduction of Grace Bud, who we talked about at length last episode, he attempted to test his implements of hell on a kid that he had been molesting named Cyril Quinn. Quinn and his friend were playing uh, box ball, which... Okay, I gotta see what box ball is. Hold on, it's gotta be like basketball, That's right? That's actually a pretty, <clears throat> pretty fun. Oh no, it, it's it's uh it's four square. Oh, it's, box it, ball. Box okay. ball is four square. It's uh it's a ball game played among four players on a square court divided into quadrants. It's a popular game at elementary schools with little required equipment, almost no setup, and short rounds of play that can be ended at right. any time. I have never played it. I don't, don't care how, to. But I've I've sat in on a game. And I will eventually tell it's you guys what of, pot cheese is, though, by the way. Uh, as long as I'm not listening on the show, <laughs> that's fine with me. Because God fucking help you, Chris. Okay. God help you. Um, they were playing box ball on a sidewalk when Fish asked them if they'd eaten lunch. Um, when they said that they hadn't, he invited them to his apartment for sandwiches. um so while the uh two boys were wrestling on fish's bed because of course boys will be boys i guess um they dislodged his mattress and underneath was a knife a small handsaw and a meat cleaver they they got scared and they ran out of the apartment so good for horseplay saved the day (sighs) wow when does horseplay not save the day? I can't begin to name the times where I was horseplaying and or playing with a horse when a plot to murder me was uncovered by knocking over a vase or by, you know, hacking into a computer accidentally and finding just <laughs> the worst porn. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, 70s vintage. So, Fish actually remarried. Um, He remarried February 6th, 1930. Fucking why? I don't fucking know. I I guess to to have an air of normalcy, maybe, you know? You know what, though? I think that, I think any reason we could come up with is putting actual humanistic uh, uh, thought processes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to it, and I really don't At this point, I really don't believe that anything he does is by, like, normal human reasons. Absolutely. for normal human reasons. I I think this was probably just one of those things where, like, 
the what what was left of his normal human brain was telling him that this is what he should do because it would make him look more normal human well see no see that would be that would be a normal criminal way of thinking mm. maybe that's what maybe i mean that it's not unreasonable to think but at the same time someone perhaps who is really really far gone on their schizophrenia might just have a few moments of normalcy where they think where they remember that oh i used to be in love and oh i used to have a wife and oh that was great and oh that's what normal people do versus <clears throat> let me get a wife so that i look normal so that nobody's watching me go do this fucking crazy shit right like any right, other right, criminal right, right, right. Would. yeah absolutely well i mean I kind of like an Alzheimer's patient that comes back and remembers you for a few minutes. And, and see, know? I, I want to say I don't even, it's almost like he didn't even know he was doing it. It's just his, right. his body on automatic doing it. But right. I mean, you don't just get married. You have to meet a person and then you have to, sure. uh, in some, in some fashion, woo this person. And then in some fashion, uh, have them agree to marry you. You know what I mean? So like, I, there had to have been some some planning in in this in this stage. And his crumpled blue suit. Yes, <laughs> with pot Maybe cheese just crumbled all player. over him. Um, so he remarried on February sixth, nineteen thirty, which is the day after my birthday, uh, only fifty years beforehand, in Waterloo, New York. Gross. Which we all know is where. Napoleon lost the French-Canadian chess tournament. I thought that was Waterloo, Illinois. No, it was Waterloo, Nebraska. Like I just fucking said. Well, fuck the whole state of Nebraska. I agree. Nebraska, you know what you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some fun stories coming up eventually about some Nebraska shit happening. So he remarried uh, to Estella Wilcox... But he divorced <laughs> after only one week. <laughs> Waste of his time. Mm-hmm. His time. That's right, Chris. <laughs> his time. Uh, he was arrested in May of 1930 for sending an obscene letter to a woman who answered an advertisement for a maid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and then, the following he that arrest, kids to to fill it out and <laughs> drop it off for him. Probably, um, following that arrest and one again in 1931, he was sent to the Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital for observation. So one again, you mean like the same type of arrest again? He didn't. You know what? Probably. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> I mean, come on, man. There's only one way they could have found you. It's a fucking letter. <laughs> Don't Stop. do that again. Stop writing letters, you dumb bastard. <sighs> God damn it. God oh, damn man. It. Forensics. So, then, after that, after he gets out of Bellevue, on May 25th, 1928, Fish sees a classified in the Sunday edition of the New York World that read, Young Man 18 Wishes Position in Country, Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street. And I believe <sighs> we know a little bit that word of, position of what happened here. I believe it had something to do with pot cheese and strawberries. Yeah, yeah. Ouch, but... my pinkies. God damn it. 
<laughs> that is a very odd thing for someone to yell randomly. Um, well, well, you know, that that's that's pot cheese and strawberries for you. But knowing who we're talking about, the statement "young man wishes position or seeks position" is just extra awful. Oh yeah, no. If that if that uh, classified were in any paper today, they'd be like, "This dude wants me to fuck him." Yeah. <laughs> Craigslist mm-hmm. knows all about it. I got positions for that young man seeking positions, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow. You better Farmington. call Tyrone. <laughs> so, call uh, <laughs> um, after. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Fish, who was not there as a Mr. Fish, left with Grace, but never returned. The police actually arrested a 66-year-old superintendent, uh, Charles Edward Pope, on September 5th, 1930, as a suspect, uh, because he had been accused by his estranged wife, which is fucked up yes like look you and i may not get along and maybe i left you for your sister and not even your younger hotter sister but your older uglier sister she and i just get along really well okay at some point you're gonna have to deal with it and move on and probably not accuse me of the kidnapping and murder of a 10 year old girl Thank you. For reals. For reals. So, th- he spent 108 days in jail. Fucking A. But, yeah. Between his arrest and his trial on December 22nd of 1930. As a child where, molesting murderer. Yes. Where he was found not fucking guilty and let go. Of course. But after 108 days in jail as a child molesting murderer... What? Well, I guess technically at that point they didn't know that Grace was dead. But that's like the worst thing you could be. Well, yeah, absolutely. In jail, in anywhere. Absolutely, yes, it's bad. It's oh, it's super bad. Um, wow. Oh. That poor bastard. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we will be getting into his uh the the manhunt for fish and his arrest but first there are some other uh crimes of some note that happened in between these things so Um, much fun first of all we're going to talk about francis mcdonald um during the evening of july 14th 1924 nine-year-old francis mcdonald was reported missing by his parents uh, he failed to return home after playing catch with his friends in Port Richmond, uh, which is a neighborhood of Staten Island. A search for him was organized, and his body was found uh, hanging by a tree in a wooded area by his house. Damn. Uh, he, this, is, this is the last story we talked about uh, last week, where uh, his mother had seen Albert Fish with the opening... <sighs> And closing and open and shut and open and shut of the hands. This was um, her kid. You know, he 
Yeah, he had been sexually assaulted and strangled with his own suspenders. Um, and he also had suffered extensive lacerations to his legs and abdomen. And his left ham- hamstring had almost entirely been stripped of its flesh. Holy shit. Um, Fish refused to claim responsibility for this. Although later he ended up stating that he had intended to castrate him but fled when he had heard some people approaching. Um, McDonald's friends told the (laughs) cops that he was taken by an old man with a gray mustache. A neighbor also told the police he observed the boy with a similar-looking man walking into a grassy path nearby the woods. Um, Francis' uh, Francis's mom, Anna, said she saw the same man earlier that day. He came shuffling down the street, mumbling to himself and making queer motions with his hands. I saw his thick gray hair and his drooping gray mustache. Everything about him seemed faded and gray. And that's when he that's when he picked up the moniker the gray man, which is fucked. <laughs> so, uh, several eyewitnesses, uh, among them Staten Island farmer Hans Kiel, uh, had identified Albert Fish as the odd stranger seen around Port Richmond on the day of Francis McDonald's appear- disappearance. Uh, Richmond County District Attorney Thomas J. Walsh had announced his intention to seek an indictment against Fish for the boy's murder. At first, Fish had denied the charges. It was only in March of 1935, after the conclusion of his trial for the Bud murder and his confessions to the killing of Billy Gaffney, who we also spoke about last time, who I will go into a little bit more detail in a second, that Fish finally confirmed to the investigators that he also had raped and murdered Francis. When the McDonald confession was finally made public, the New York Daily Mirror wrote that the disclosure solidified Fish's reputation as the most vicious child slayer in criminal history. So more on Billy Gaffney. He was the three-year-old... No, wait. Sorry. On February 11th of 27, three-year-old Billy Beaton and his 12-year-old brother were playing in the apartment hallway in Brooklyn with the four-year-old Billy Gaffney. So the 12-year-old had left uh, for his apartment to... He he was babysitting uh, the younger sister of the other boy. And uh, he left to go check on the little sister. When he came back, both boys were gone. Billy Beaton was later found uh, on the roof, and when asked where what happened to Gaffney, uh, Beaton had just said the boogeyman took him. Gaffney's body was never recovered, and initially, uh, serial killer Peter Kudzinowski Kudzinowski That's a hell of a name. Kudzinowski. That's it. Kudzinowski. Yay, Peter Kudzinowski was a suspect in the murder. Then Joseph Meehan, a motorman on a Brooklyn trolley, uh, saw a picture of Fish in a newspaper and identified him as the old man that he saw on February 11th. The old man had been trying to quiet a little boy sitting with him on the trolley. The boy wasn't wearing a jacket. He was crying for his mother and was dragged by the man on and off the trolley. Beaton's description of the boogeyman matched Fish, 
Um, the police matched the description of the child to Billy. Detectives of the Manhattan Missing Persons Bureau were able to establish that Fish was employed as a house painter by a Brooklyn real estate company during February of 1927, and that on the day of Gaffney's disappearance, he was working at a location a few miles away from where he was abducted. Well, Fish claimed the following in a letter to his attorney. <clears throat> I brought him to the Riker. <clears throat> I brought him to the Riker Avenue dumps. There's a house that stands alone not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked, and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked Ugh. up out of the dump. Then I bur then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took the trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade, short handle, cut one of my belts in half, slit these halves into six strips about eight inches long. I whipped his bear behind so the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below his belly button, then through his legs about two inches below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and the legs below the knee. This I put in sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends, and threw them into the pools of slimy water you'll see along the road going to North Beach. Water is three to four foot deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked best. His monkey and peewees and nice little fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face, and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery salt, and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open, cut off his monkey and peewees, and washed them first. I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put it in the oven. Then I picked four onions and when meat had roasted about a fourth of an hour, I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put it in the onions. At frequent intervals I basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours it was nice and brown cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as this sweet fat little behind. I ate every bit of the meat in about four days. His little monkey was as sweet as a nut, but his peewees I could not chew. I threw them in the toilet. So, I hope that everyone out there will catch uh, Food Network's hottest new TV show, Cooking in the Kitchen with Fish, where he teaches you how to based behind meat that has been accentuated with strips of bacon and how the monkey and peewees are to be extracted and pr 
properly prepared. Um, also, I think if he was French, he would have known how to cook those peewees to perfection. And, yeah, probably. <laughs> also, what the fuck, man? You're like 60-something. What are you calling a penis and testicles monkey and peewees for? Uh, uh, there's the so f- much about this guy that the just... fuck is wrong with you, man? doesn't make sense, but... Wow, what a fucking statement. What a story. What a mm. fucking fucking again every time i hear this man's story i am as equally appalled as i was the last time it's um it's man it really (laughs) is it just really is you know what i mean all of that yes all of it that part Mm. fucking God damn. So, we have about 15 minutes left. We are going to, well, I am going to start uh, telling you people about uh, the investigation that, thank God, will finally lead to the the capture of this fucking monster. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. What do you mean, you people? I mean, all of the, the ethnic minorities. Okay, sweet. Okay. Because they want to know. Yeah. No, Whitey is not involved. Okay. Continue. And especially not the fucking French Canadian. <laughs> this is especially not a certain type of white. So. Scandinavians. The letter, the letter from hell was delivered in an envelope that had a small hexagon emblem with the letters N-Y-P-C-B-A on them. Please, Chris, tell me. Off the top of your head, what NYPCBA stands for? Hmm. No young parts. C. CBA. Um. No young parts cooked before. Ass. Yeah, okay. That'll work. Because <clears throat> that is the sweetest, but it takes the longest. I've been watching Food Network. <laughs> um, no, it actually means uh, New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association. Oh, that's very mm-hmm. specific. <clears throat> Not only is it very specific, it is very hoity-toity. Yeah, highfalutin. Mm-hmm. A janitor at the company had told the police that he'd taken some of the stationery home, but he had left it at his rooming house at 200 East 52nd Street when he moved out. The landlady of the the rooming house said that um, a man had uh, checked into that room a few days earlier, and that man happened to go by the name of Albert Fish. <coughs> so, he happened to leave just a few days before the cops got there. But she said that Fish's son would send him money once a month. And he asked her to hold his next check for him. <coughs> so, um, 
The chief investigator for the case, William F. King, who was an absolute fucking badass. And on the next episode, I, I'm going to go into more detail about King and why he is such an amazing badass. He was certainly a pioneer of police techniques. Oh, absolutely. Um, but he waited outside of this room until Fish came back. Well, Fish agreed to go to headquarters for questioning. Um, and then he pulled out a razor blade. Well, King disarmed Fish and took him into custody. Fish made no attempt to deny the murder of Grace Budd. He said that he meant to go to the house to kill Edward Budd, Grace's brother. But then Fish said that uh, never had even entered his head to rape the girl, but later claimed to his attorney while kneeling on Grace's chest and strangling her, he did have two involuntary ejaculations. This information was used at trial to make the claim that the kidnapping was sexually motivated, thus avoiding any mention of cannibalism. Uh, well, the lesser so, of two evils, I guess. So that was a, a, a very quick um, summation of his, his actual arrest day and what happened when that the awesome inspector got there. I just wanted all of you out there to know that yes, Albert Fish was caught yeah. <laughs> for his crimes. And yes, Albert Fish does stand trial. Yeah. That's gonna be but fun. We will find out <laughs> what exactly happens next week. And I do wanna go more into the manhunt that took place for Fish. Because it is, it's something that is, the, the police work that was done is straight out of fucking Law and Order. Like, it is not something that you expect to have happened in the early 19 fucking 30s. It's just not. No, it set precedences for sure. This man, the, uh, the, the chief investigator, he didn't retire when he was supposed to purely so that he could find the kidnapper and murderer of Grace Bud. He was he had his own fucking obsession and that obsession was solving this this case and he was going to do it at any cost but usually when you say something like that about a cop trying to solve a case at any cost it's uh, a loose cannon cop <clears throat> that is going to find uh, the, the junkie under the bridge and he's going to slap him around a bit to find out the information he needs. Like, no, this guy not only was going to solve this case at any cost, he was going to do it the right way. He was going to do it by the book the entire way. He was going to do it by stick to and fucking flawless goddamn police work. You know what I mean? It, he wasn't, he wasn't driving uh, a god, you know, a, a fucking souped-up Model T down the street, and and driving through fruit stand carts and shit like that, chasing Albert Fish, jumping fences, and from roof rooftop to rooftop. 
Now, this guy was following uh, handwriting analyses and, and, you know, countless, 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 countless tips called in. Uh, most, if not all, that were completely fruitless. Oh, he was crazy diligent. He, he, he... And that, too, is admirable. Yeah, he's very much an actual hero of mine. He did what he knew was right for, in my mind, completely the right reasons. Right. And I admire the fuck out of that. But, Chris, I know that we didn't go into as much detail into his uh, depravity as we we could have. I mean, we will. There will be more detail during the trial phase of the things that he would do, um, especially when talking about when he would babysit children and the games, quote unquote, that they would play right. with with his children and their friends, like the the whole paddle me with my the paddle of nails until I start bleeding Man. and the the game oh this is my favorite game right here it's hey which one of you can fit uh the most uh sewing needles under my fingernails jesus fucking christ i I can only imagine how these kids were like amongst other kids like in school and shit like they had to have been just the least excitable children ever like nothing surprised mm-hmm. these kids. <laughs> oh, and the thing is, is uh, the kids, his kids, knew that this shit was oh, fucked up. They had to. Like, like when, when the police finally caught Albert Fish, hit his oldest, who was a uh, junior, said, "What the fuck took you so long?" To yeah, the cops, dude. They're like, "I knew that this was going to happen." When he lived with me a few years ago, he would wake up in cold sweat screaming her name what took you guys so long i mean there are certain things you just don't have to teach you know kids like people just know certain things are wrong it's just like you know whether you believe it or not same thing with animals people don't give animals enough and enough uh credit for for their intelligence whether you believe it or not you're your cat or dog does know you're playing with your dick. They totally do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just don't give a shit. Yeah. And and neither Human should kids you, is the thing. Totally know you're fucked up. But you are their parent. Yeah. So they kind of love you. You know? <laughs> well, it and it, it might not even be the I kind of love you thing. And in this case, it was almost certainly more of a um well, if I tell, I'll get in trouble. I mean, it's the same thing that any molester will tell a child. It's that, you know, if you fucking tell anybody this, you're going to be in so much trouble. Right. And that's the, that's the scary part is that so twisted. It, it's apparently very easy to, to manipulate a child by saying, I'll tell on you. That's so twisted. This whole thing's fucking twisted, Chris. The whole goddamn thing is just batshit, nutty, poop, crap, scat, 
And the kitty We did a little bit of the la ba 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 Well said. Mm-hmm. So, what did you learn so far in the epic saga of Ali Fishtimer? Um, so much. I learned so much. Again. Shit's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like every time I hear it, it's even though I know the story, it's something new. Actually I did learn something new, uh, this time. Hmm. I did not know that he was a male prostitute for a little while. I don't I, know I how you. that escaped me. N- neither did I. Neither did I. And it had to have been uh decently early in his life because that's where he really got into uh, sadomasochism right. and, and things and things of the of that nature, which, <clears throat> I mean, he has he's had these these terrible uh, mental afflictions that run in his family, f- fucking with everyone in his family, and it's almost like I mean the the, the cards are stacked against you at that point, are they not? I would think so. Heavily. <clears throat> I mean, because I... It, mental mental illness does run in families, correct? Is, or, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know much, sure. much about it, but it is. And um, to have such a history... I mean, because Albert Fish believed he was fucking Jesus. He, he believed he was the Son of God, and that not only that God would protect him... But as I said in the last episode, that if God thought he was doing wrong, that God would step in and stop him as he stopped Abraham from killing his son. It's it's the delusional man that is also packaged along with the the extreme sexual deviant that makes him so so one-off and unique and terrifying but I mean all of that I mean most of what most of the most of this shit is like somewhat uh recognizable that that it could that 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 it's a thing that people might do but then there's some Mm -hmm. things that are just so extreme it's not even like it's not like chikatilo disemboweling a kid extreme you know out of just fucking rage and shit it's not like that it's just like Mm -hmm. uh how like it's a certain type of quirk in the brain that shuts off or turns bad pain into good pain. And, and I'm not saying that, that, that it, you know, it's, it's all a bad thing, you know, for sadism or masochism. Or, it doesn't all have hmm. to be a bad thing, but... No, it, if it's done between consenting adults and it's done <clears throat> in, in, in a way that uh, is agreed upon and there are ground rules, but forcing any sadomasochistic... Uh, practice on to another is always uh, you're gonna have well, a bad I think time. That's the definition of torture, but I, I, 
It's just right. that, I mean, and, and a lot of killers have tortured, and a lot of killers were also into a little bit of pain themselves, and a lot of killers were this and that, this and that. But wrapping it all in together, and then adding what I can only assume was varying degrees of schizophrenia, uh, yeah, adding to it this whole this whole god complex thing adding to it which i'm sure was part of his schizophrenia but you know and then mm. adding to it all this other shit it just how the fuck is all of this packed into one person and and the levels mm. just the levels of extremity it, it blows my fucking mind that this was one person well uh in next week's episode we will be getting much deeper into his his psyche and his actual uh his his mental disabilities and his his practice as far as what he thought he had to do as opposed to what he enjoyed doing you know what i mean oh wow so these are um, two different things huh? yeah yeah we're we're gonna get much further into that because I wanted to save that more for the the trial the trial episode because that's when we'll have uh, actual I mean they're psychiatrists of the day but I from what I've read they seem just really well um, not prepared or they they seem like they know what the fuck they're talking about even if they were on the stand today they they see this thing and they see it clear as day there's no wavering thought of maybes with albert fish there are lots of definitives there's not a whole lot unknown about albert fish because once he was caught he was an open book because he had no reason to hide because if what he was doing was bad, God would have stopped him. So, you know. It's easy to forget that that was actually a, a, a factor in his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. it's only mentioned a couple of times. like, And it's just, it's pretty short in passing. It's not like a whole, like, there's a whole lot to say on it other than this is what he really thought. Right. And I mean, of course, he got sexual gratification out of out of doing these things. He got immense sexual gratification out of doing these things to others and having them done to himself. Otherwise, we <laughs> indeed it's a good, 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 good time. Because uh, otherwise, he wouldn't have had twenty uh, nine ish fucking needles jammed into his groin. He, well, I mean, I think what it can all be boiled down to and how I'll end the show this week is that he couldn't only dish it out. He could fucking take it. The man was quite the machine. Mm Mm-hmm. And in that x-ray picture, too, as you guys will see, some of those needles that are way up in there were clearly in there for long enough to for them to start degrading 
mm-hmm. inside his oh, body. They, I, when I say they were in there for a long time, I'm I'm saying uh, the upwards of 20 years. Fuck. He had some some of these needles inside of him. But we'll get to all of that next week. As of now, you've just listened to another prickly fucking episode of <laughs> See No, Hear No, Speak No. Ugh, the UFOs, the conspiracies, the good old time. And Midas. Count down. Three, two, one, one, one. One. Thanks, kids. Have a good night, and don't stick noodles in your penis. <laughs> Until next time. Through the thick and thin.